Hi friends, my name is Paige. I'm Morgan. And this is Girl Manufactured. We're here to discuss the it girls, wannabes, and victims of the tween idol industrial complex. From sitcom starlets turned forgotten pop singers to the few icons who broke the mold. Our credentials? We are two queer millennials who were raised on aughts Disney, Nickelodeon, and MTV. I work in communications now, but I'm a graduate of a performing arts high school and a recovering singer-songwriter. And I'm a creative writer and professional advertising demon. Today, we're covering the sophomore album of Vanessa Hudgens, Identified. Identified. I feel like the the perfect uh, album to start us out has the iconic track Sneaker Night, which Morgan and I bonded over. (laughs) And this, of course, comes from Vanessa Hudgens' second album, Identified. Vanessa Ann. Hudgens. No, not Vanessa Ann Hudgens, oh, actually. Sh- so let me tell you about oh. that. This, <laughs> no, this, goes right into in, this goes into Vanessa Hudgens' lore. Um, she was relatively a nobody in terms of like most teens until she, you know, started High School Musical. But she started out um, on the stage, and that is when she was billed as Vanessa Ann Hudgens. Um, but I believe starting with High School Musical, that's really when she decided... Um, She'd grown past that. Oh. All right. Identified, like I said, second studio album. It was released on June 24th, 2008 in Japan, and then on July 1st in the States. I was 14. Yeah. Yep. Because I was going on 15. I had like two or so months left um, until my birthday. And Vanessa was 19 years old. What a time to be alive. Oh, man. Uh, But I also want to give us some cultural context, um, set the stage. First of all, this was the pinnacle of Vanessa Hudgens' career. Let's be honest. She Mm -hmm. played Gabriela Montez in High School Musical. (laughs) Um, And then I think pretty soon after that, she dropped V, her debut album. Then one year after that, um, High School Musical 2 was 2007, and then wow. there was this album, Identified, and then only months later, High School Musical 3, senior year, was released in theaters. That's right. It was a decom, but it was on the silver screen. <laughs> but High School Musical 2, like I said, um, is, I think, I don't know if it's like right when she started recording her second one. It was around that time. Um, but High School Musical 2, when that came out, it was the most commercial, commercially successful decom ever produced. I mean, Holy crap. people were getting this information from Wikipedia mainly. So I don't, <laughs> I don't, I, didn't, fact yeah, I did not fact check that, but you know, I'd believe it. Also, at this point in time, so it's 2008, she is in a solid relationship with Zach Efron. Wow. Who played Troy Bolton. Um, I think that was my Mrs. Darbus, the theater, theater teacher voice. Um, you know, I've only ever seen High School Musical 2. Well, that's a problem. We will <laughs> we'll change that soon. Um, but yeah, they did it from 2005 to 2010. Whoa. Well, I didn't realize he was with her through the nude leak. Stop. <laughs> are we jumping ahead? <laughs> we are. Well, actually, wait, wait, no. That's the next thing in my notes. Her nudes had leaked a year prior, 2007, when she was only 18. Oh. So sad. Fun fact about her nudes, other than being extremely sad the fun fun fact is that they were the first celebrity nudes that i ever sought out oh a fun fact about you not about the nudes (laughs) nudes. (laughs) nudes. yes i 
did not know I was queer at the that point. Oh. I didn't realize I was bisexual, but this should have given it away. I mean, I, I was definitely <laughs> looked them up and like under the like the guise of slut shaminess and curiosity, mm. but it was like, Girl, yeah, we'll unpack that later. Yeah, it's like you want to see Vanessa Hudgens do. I remember there was like, I'm pretty sure there was like an Eeyore on the bed or something like it was i think it was taken in her bedroom and there i feel like there were stuffed animals or something on it which just really highlights how sad this is because like she was a child and yeah. someone stole these anyway um i also want to you know paint the picture of the larger pop culture yes. landscape um so in 2008 around like i just looked up for july the number one song was i kissed a girl by Katy perry stop Fun fact, though, about me, <laughs> I kissed a girl. I hated that song when I was a kid. You know why? Because we're gay? Yeah, projection. Exactly. I was like, I hate that song. I mean, it is kind of stupid because it sexualizes like oh lesbians like how men want to like look at girls and like girls getting attention right. from that shit but whatever Katy perry is problematic in all sorts of ways okay other popular hits were lollipop by lil wayne oh, man. take a bow by rihanna rihanna it's rihanna oh it's rihanna yeah it's rihanna sorry rihanna no one calls her that uh bleeding love by <laughs> rihanna rihanna <laughs> exactly bleeding love by is is it leona or leona lewis I forget. Yes, and I it's Leona Lewis, and I have a fun fact. Another fun fact coming oh my God. later about the same person who wrote that wrote something on Ooh. Vanessa Hudgens identified. Okay, let me say that again. <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens <laughs> identified. Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> um. Okay. Also, sorry. Real quick. Viva La Vida by Coldplay. Forever by oh. Chris Brown. When I Grow Up by Pussycat Dolls. Seven Things by Miley Cyrus. Cyrus. Oh my God. I cannot talk. And it was the year Beyonce became Sasha Fierce. The Twilight craze. Uh, Britney mm. comeback was Circus. Mm. Remember that? Heath Ledger it's died. R.I.P. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that was on that record. Anyway, <laughs> Heath Ledger died. Ooh. Barack Obama became president. Woo. And I just want to say high school musical walked so Camp Rock could run. Wow. Yes. So that premiered in 2008. Yeah. We don't know if we'll do Demi albums, maybe like the very early ones. Yeah, because they're just too good. But yeah, I think maybe the first one. If we review you on this podcast, it's because your work did not age well. Yeah, so it's but, actually but an honor to not it, be on this. Yeah, but we love it in such a nostalgic way. You that know? is very true. All right, so real quick before we get into the actual album, where is Vanessa now? You know, I think she's been a judge on So Think You Can Dance like multiple seasons. Wait, 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 wait. Can she even dance? Wait, wait, was she a better Basically, dancer than what she we're going to do is <laughs> Shit, I forgot. <laughs> I don't know how good she is. Okay. Um, she, of course, went on to do the live action rent and grease where she killed it i'm pretty sure so good one Vanessa. of them one of them she performed live and it was like yeah it was grease when she was rizzo yeah but there is that was things well I she performed do. live in both of them no but it was but right at the, her it was dad grease died after yeah it was like right after her the dad night died after or something and, and she, they weren't even sure if she was gonna go and on and she fucking killed but it. but the show went on as it does <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, she's been in actual Broadway productions as well, a bunch of oh. random movies, but I think her most famous movies are like the recent Lifetime Hallmark level Christmas vibes, but on Netflix, <laughs> Night Before Christmas, Princess Switch, all that. 
And also, I have to shout out the, I think it was Fabletics collab. Um, <laughs> that, this is what she's been this up to. I, this, this is what I'm wearing. A, like, neon, it's not even neon green. It's like, is it chartreuse, maybe? Chartreuse and lime, depending Shrek. on the lighting. It's, it is giving Shrek. But like a fancy, so Fiona. Yes. <laughs> fancy Fiona, ogre. But it's like tights and then a sports bra, so... I had I had to do it today. So basically, what we're gonna do is dance. I can't. No. So basically, what we're gonna do is now get into what the critics were saying about identified. So it has a meta score based on a whopping seven reviews, <laughs> <laughs> and that meta score is sixty three out of one hundred. Billboard said that the album panders to the preteen demo with stop start pop. That ranges from pleasant, the title track identified, to dull, amazed, <laughs> <laughs> to off-putting, hook it up. That's like, so honestly, it I is off-putting. <laughs> agree with all of, like, yes. that entire take, yes. Yes. But for little girls, this is one nonstop sing-along. You have to burn. It's a burn. But that's also, we can't unpack this now, but it's also a burn to like be like, oh, something little girls like. I'm sorry, little girls and teenage girls and fandom make the world go around. Well, and the thing is, so something I began to think about around, I think, don't leave because the lyrics were so simple and like kitschy. Maybe that's the wrong word. But like, I was like, wait, is this bad? Because it's like, relatively bad (laughs) (laughs) or is it actually good because it was written for teens so i I mean this whole album was like an advertising brief based on the (laughs) fact that sneaker night Mm -hmm. was a mark echo unlimited ad yeah but we'll get we'll get to that yes identified was never awarded uh, or nominated for anything not even like a radio disney music award Damn. But you know what? Vanessa Hudgens had been nominated, and I think won. I don't know about this year, but she got her accolades from from Teen Choice Awards oh, and yeah, all that. yeah, for, you know, High School Musical and all that. But yeah, yeah I, this album, nada. Um, and then lastly, I just think, I think this album is summed up perfectly by a reporter from Digital Spy who gave the album two out of five stars. And they said, Vanessa Hudgens identified on this evidence, the high school musical star is more Hillary Duff than Miley Cyrus. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so well put. I mean, only the girlies who get it (laughs) will get it. But like (laughs) spot on. Yes. All right. So. Typically, uh, we have a lot of singles to talk about, but Identified only had one single. Sneaker night. Which, again, to Paige's point, that this was like an advertising brief. Uh, It's described as a dance pop jazz fusion R&B. And I would agree with those piano chords. Oh, (laughs) no. I would agree. Sneaker night peaked at 88 on the Billboard Hot 100. And number eight 
on Billboard's Hot Dance Music Slash Wait, Club. Wait, does that mean they played it? Wait, did you say club? club does that mean yeah. they're actually playing this in clubs <laughs> and on radio? Bro, you know there were some I, DJs that were cutting it up because it's so freaking I never funny. once heard this song on the radio even. <laughs> like, this I saw it was a, on it was my a TV. Disney radio special. Yeah, it was, exactly. It was a Disney radio special. And, <laughs> and like, seeing, the again, seeing the commercials. But I cannot imagine this being played in clubs but we have so much love for sneaker night we do um but uh interesting fact slovakia it it fucked with sneaker night it reached number 66 on slovakia's radio top 100 <laughs> and meanwhile this album was released first in japan maybe they should have released it in what was it slovakia, slovakia first. yeah yeah all right so um a little more background on sneaker night it was produced by J.R. Rotem. And if you're wondering who this nobody is, he's actually <laughs> he's actually written quite a few like top five number one hits, including SOS by Rihanna. 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 Beautiful Girls by Sean Kingston mm. and Leona Lewis's Better in Time. Mm. So this mm. man was putting Good some stuff. quality stuff out and making bank. You know, some songs aged really well um uh but i you know jr was just having a day off you've described it as he really he really phoned it in he <laughs> phoned, really it, phoned in. it in um and I, you'll explain it and i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure that <laughs> this is a trend on this album like a lot of really talented well-known yes. industry industry people Yes. Helped with this album. And they all Max just were Martin. like, they're like, this is a check to me. Like, <laughs> I don't really care about this. Um, yeah, it was that's Max, the sense I got. Max Martin, Dr. Luke's protege, um, the uh, the messengers. Like, they were, it was stacked. Um, but it just goes to show sometimes you have off days. So, obviously, there's a great music video that accompanies this song. Um it's basically again an echo unlimited commercial. I think I honestly I remember <laughs> the commercials now, but I I don't think I put together that it was like an actual song because it's so jing so it's such a jing jingle. jingle yeah yeah well it, I think the most iconic thing about <laughs> this music video is the outfit, <laughs> Ooh, a fedora, a white fedora, a zip up hoodie over a sequin tank top. She had tube socks, and of course, she paired them with the light up Mark Echo shoes. They weren't actually light up. I hate to disappoint you, kids, but I don't think they actually lit up. They weren't Dang. light up sneakers like that when you walk. It was just like false advertising. Yeah, it was just part of the ad. Um, also, when she danced, and the backdrop is a close up, like a giant uh, sneaker shoelaces that would like glow neon. And then she goes to a house party and she's dancing in the street with her friends. What do you think the do you think the music video or the song aged better? Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, I guess the song because you don't have to see, like if you visually see it with that outfit I just described, you, <laughs> you say this is 2008. But as we saw in Urban Outfitters, the early 2000 trends are coming back. So maybe a few more years and we'll be like seeing people with fedoras again. Honestly, I think 
That's going to be back in a few years. Yeah. Uh, everyone rocking a I fedora. Mean, <laughs> well, the tiny purse is already back. Like, oh, so many Hillary Duff the hats, outfits. The belts. Yeah, the Ashley Tisdall. Tisdall. Ashley, I would never call her doll. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. That was, it wasn't actually a Freudian <laughs> slip. I promise. She's not doll at all. I mean, I was really thinking about her iconic <laughs> red carpet outfit with with I think it was a feather boa and the sleeping mask. Sorry, that's beside the point. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, bringing it back to sneaker night, when you see that kind of look, it's a it time and a place. It, yeah, it's, it's a <laughs> time and a place. Oh man! All right. So uh, to describe the track, it's jazzy. It's heavy on the piano. Um, there's a lot of echoing and and echoing <laughs> like oh, more gecko but i think what really stands out are the lyrics i mean <laughs> how do you get by are you ready did you eat do you have the energy <laughs> are you reloaded are you able to stay on your feet i don't want you passing out after a couple hours of beats that's a self-care queen right there <laughs> she said fill your belly <laughs> <laughs> with nutrition <laughs> stay hydrated i want you wearing a practical outfit i mean i need to wear the practical shoes um, yeah comfortable f like who talks like that again it's because it's an advertising brief because i got comfortable foot stop that's what the line comfortable footwear is giving no but he talks like that in a song no no one even talks about that in real life no unless you're like a podiatrist <laughs> I gotta get some comfortable footwear. <laughs> you know, you would say comfortable shoes. They couldn't even say comfortable shoes. Yeah. They're like footwear. Uh it yeah, it's so fucking odd. Um uh some other great uh, ones. Close it up, shut it down, go home now. Oh, and then second round ding. Yeah, the second round ding, ding. I was gonna say that's one of my that's my favorite parts. I like when we vocal stim it. <laughs> Just go in the car. Down, ding. Second round. Ding. <laughs> oh, the, when the beat is like an earthquake. Ooh, hoo, hoo. Oh, I mean. I'm sorry. I can't sing, guys. But I mean. <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens, this level, it's only like one step above karaoke, honestly. <laughs> Speaking of. <laughs> do you, did you see the video? Oh, no. oh, my God. I forgot about this. So <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens is self-aware to an extent. And there was a video her friend took. I guess they were in they were in like a private karaoke room, and her friend put on sneaker night without her realizing, and just put it on. I'm pretty <laughs> sure for her to sing, and she was laughing. She was cracking up, so she knows it's funny. Like she's in on it at this point. I also enjoy that she defines what a sneaker night is. Even Tell though us. <laughs> so. basically what we're gonna do is dance, <laughs> and she just repeats that over. <laughs> And over again. Uh, again, oh, it's... Oh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, her laugh. Her laugh at the end. <laughs> that was pretty good. Oh, thank you. I think that was it. I don't think I could top that. Um, but we want to make fun of the ending. <laughs> so good. Oh, not long. <laughs> and I just, like, I, how would you describe this sound? Like, is that an effect or is just that her voice? Because it sounds like when a record is slowing down or, like, kind of glitching. 
I think it's kind of going for that because yeah. like when a song ends. Yeah. Oh my god, it was that was intentional. Oh. No. But I think she sang it like that. Too. That was that was all natural, no effects. <laughs> but there was oh, nah, but there was intention. Nah. Behind. Okay, yeah, I respect it was intentional. That. <laughs> I respect that about sneaker night. I like that you analyzed that. Yeah. Oh god. I mean, I think sneaker night holds a special place in mine and Paige's hearts. We. We'll basically break <laughs> it up. <laughs> we break it all the time. Yeah. All right. Let's let's start with the first track now. All right. Uh, <laughs> last night. Last night. So I what? don't get the twangy guitar. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say same thing. I was like, is there a southern twang Yo, in this? But here's the thing. And then some church organs. <laughs> I know. I said, don't bring gospel into this. Yes, like, <laughs> oh, if you're going to be like a non-black slash, she's half white, white person doing this, you got to do it like, uh, what is it? Haley Williams. Ain't it oh, fun? So good. But anyway. Um, but I think the, th- I think the twangy thing makes sense when we look contextually um, because that Taylor Swift craze of country pop was just revving up. Oh, um, that's so true. You know, she just came off of teardrops of my guitar. I think she was gearing up for her next album. So I think there was a uh, intention in that. Um, but I will say be- because of that weird combo of twang and gospel chords and organs, I feel like this song is emblematic of the whole album in that they're just sh- throwing shit at the wall and they're seeing what sticks <laughs> that's a great point because i you know i was gonna say when you brought up like oh this is following this trend that taylor swift set it feels like every song is different and trying to hit yes. on a different trend or something like there's no cohesion no zero um <laughs> wait the first note i have is Na 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 na. So especially because <laughs> she says that a lot in the song. I wrote the accent. Like I feel like she not only was there the like the guitar twang. I feel like she kind of put on an accent. Yeah, it was very like this whole thing she sings with a like. I well, it's not an accent. I don't know what you would call it that she does not have in High School Musical when she sings. Mm-hmm. Like she does not sound like that. Um. But like I also okay, so I started writing writing down. At her best, sounds like blank, and then at, <laughs> at her worst, sounds like a cat in heat. So like, <laughs> but like the thing is, I was never able to find <laughs> what was her her, best. What was at her best? I was like, uh, produced this so wrong. They got all the people together and but like didn't care. Like she, I doesn't, said to she doesn't have a voice have for any the kind vision. of music they were trying to make for her. Yeah. Well, there's I, it's just clear again, there was no vision for this album other than Cash Grab. <laughs> and that's not a real vision. No. Um so I, I feel bad for her because like, yeah, even if she obviously she can really sing now, but even if her voice wasn't that developed, she's still I, I don't think it sounds bad necessarily because of her. They no. Directed her terribly. Um, identified. Th- this is the next song. The title track. The the camera shutter sounds. I just felt like it was so corny. Um, but I could have seen myself at like 16 years old and being like, oh my God, this effect is so cool. I want to put it in right, a song. It's so cool because it fits with the paparazzi sounds fit with the theme of being identified because mm. she's like i said 
pinnacle of her career so she's like in the spotlight she's she's getting her nudes leaked she's been wait, identified wait, was, was that i was about to say was that before was this album before or after they leaked again what i think i think they leaked in 2007 oh, so shit. yeah this was after so she's been and she's used to the you know spotlight what? at this point i got the paparazzi at, are following her around. i should have known that with that context i have to look back at these lyrics because maybe there's something deeper uh maybe <laughs> maybe okay i wrote though overall i don't hate it um <laughs> there's definitely worse songs on the album i think though what ruined it is like is the auto-tune and the i know what you're trying to do know what you're gonna say oh like that yes kind of ruins it i agree okay but it, it could have been a great song because the production was good it could have been you know what i wrote down that i i think this will connect the dots it wanted to be that Lindsay lowen song rumor it wanted to be that's what so damn bad and i looked it up because i was like that was before yeah i was like Paige, what if you're what if you're being a little shit and rumor wanted to be yeah (laughs) wanted to be identified identified. (laughs) no that came out like four years earlier or something which you have more to add. No, no, I was just going <laughs> to say, identified? which, little foreshadowing, we will, of course, do the Lindsay Lohan album. Albums? Obviously. It might have been. I don't know. I don't know if she had multiple albums. That's right. We're, we want to do artists who, like, you You think that you are like, did they have an album? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, did You're they like, just yeah. have this one song in a commercial or, like, the ending credits of some Disney movie? Anyway, are you now ready to move on to First Bad Habit? Yeah, I I gotta say, the lyric that might be the worst on the whole album is, I can't give you up, and even though you're trouble, I come back for double. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? That that is pretty bad. That is pretty damn bad. But I think I I have something to rival that coming up. Oh, shit. Okay, we'll see. Um, yeah, I wrote that it was a catchy enough chorus. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this isn't terrible. Um, I, I also wrote down that all her songs sound like demos you send to more famous artists. Oh, to be like, so oh, do you want to sing this? Is that what it's called? Yeah, reference, reference tracks. tracks. She's, it sounds like reference tracks. And again, this is no offense to poor. Well, oh, the thing is, there's no harmonies. There's no like. It's so I think mono. It a, I, most of it. I think I was gonna. I'm gonna bring it up, but I think there is one part where she has harmony. But yeah, I would say first bad habit is not the first bad song on this album. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next this I wrote possibly the most embarrassing track. This is got, hook it up. Hook it. I said it might be the might be the worst song on the album. No consistency in her her vocals. Another contender for the worst lyric. (laughs) You got the money, money. She's got the hottie body. Hold it all up. Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) My favorite. I I wrote this down. There's a line that says, so if you want a chance, better get up and dance. (laughs) Unless you really can't dance. In that case, stay at home, players only. (laughs) She really likes talking about dancing. (laughs) Because what else? Like, it's Disney. What are, they're not going to allow her to, like, directly talk about fucking. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. 
She's not going to have fucking WAP out here. (laughs) (laughs) And another thing, the production. So like all these chords and synths, they sound like something I would have produced at 15 when I first, (laughs) when I first found out about MIDI and like, (laughs) it's so bad. It's just like, it's just horrible. Um, And by the way, Surprise, surprise, it was written and produced and also features that Rock Mafia, which is uh, an American record production team. They've produced and written 38 top 10 singles. Hook it up, not being one of them. (laughs) And they've sold over 50 million records worldwide. And they were like notable in the aughts, right? Like the aughts were like their time. Yeah. Sorry, I I found two more lines that... (laughs) That really spoke to me. Mm. Then we pull up our pants. <laughs> the rap. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Also, I was like, what? I was like, what is this? Um, uh, lean back. Something. Pull up your pants. Yeah, I was like, the, do the rock go away? Like, what is this? They're trying to like make it like hip hoppy, and it's so, yeah, it, it's so embarrassing. So I I put that. Don't ask why it's forgettable. I I said instant skip. What I said, I, I liked this one. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because I wrote decent but forgettable, perhaps. So, See, like, okay, I, but, yeah. but I still liked it because I like they had the girl group vibes with the backing vocals. Oh, and like that felt it just felt more appropriate for her. Like, that <laughs> yeah, felt like point. more her speed, like her trying that's to do hip hop and all this. Other, I'm like, girl, this is not who you are. <laughs> Um, so I think that's why I like gravitated towards this one. I don't, I don't have any good lyric callouts. Don't ask why. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. Next up, Amazed. I think it might be tied with Hook It Up for one of the worst songs on the album. Like, I'm amazed this song made it out of the studio because, oh, for real, because it was produced by Benny Blanco and Dr. Luke. And it's. <laughs> Fuck that man. But like they've had big hits and they had a maze. Like also another thing about this album, it not only sounds like reference tracks, it sounds like all the songs you write before you get the hit number one written. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, you got to write like 12 bad songs in order to write one good one. That's mm-hmm. what this album feels like. Well, I hope that someone went on, a lyricist went on after this and they, they did write their hits. That this was a stepping yeah, stone for yes. them. I hope so. Um, I wrote, not even Lil Mama can make this song memorable. Damn. She had zero bars. I'm like, there, she definitely did not write this. They gave Mm-mm. it to her. It's not good. I was like, if Lil, if they actually let Lil Mama do something on here, I think it, it would have made it memorable. memorable but Little Mama and Avril Lavigne. Like, that's just so catchy. Come on. Yeah. Ugh, all right. The bad beatboxing. It sounds like what a mom does. <laughs> she thinks she's like, being cool. I don't know. Damn. Yeah. I, I, I could maybe it's good beatboxing, but in the context of what it is, it just sounds it's so bad. cringe. It's you know? bad. Um I wrote the best part of the song is in the beginning when she says, Can't figure out how I'm gonna get through the next ten minutes because it's a grunge effect. 
And I really thought I was so hopeful and should be let down that it was going to turn into like a pop punk song. Ooh, yeah, right? like some Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah, like I thought another half Filipina. Yeah. Like me and Vanessa. Yeah. Did you have anything else for that? No. All right. Next is. Don't leave. Don't leave. <laughs> I want to know what you thought of this. So again, this was where I mentioned earlier, like this was about where I said, wait, is this as bad lyrics or are they actually good because they're written for the target audience, right? You got to keep mm-hmm, the target mm-hmm, audience mm-hmm. in mind. Again, like this is something 15 year old Morgan would write. Well, I wrote, <laughs> you say it's so bad. I wrote, ooh, kind of like this. What? <laughs> no. <sighs> okay, but this is also me being generous. I would like never be like, ooh, let me add this to my to my playlist. <laughs> you know, there was, unlike Sneaker Night, unlike Sneaker Night, which I, we've listened to so many times, ironically, that I don't think it's ironic anymore. To be honest, we've given Vanessa her coin from our streams. Oh my Let's God. just say, yes, the number of dance parties we've had to Sneaker Night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right i again i liked it because it had more of a girl group sound mm. so it wasn't good but i liked it co- like comparatively yeah um also it was interesting because it's about like a long distance relationship and mm. she was in a ldr with zach zach oh. efron and even though they didn't break up to like what tw- 2010 or something yeah they were there together for a long time distance is what eventually broke them up wow yeah also, I thought it was interesting. I can't keep singing. I'm speaking because it's out of control. <laughs> and, sp- and, and proceeds to speak, sing. <laughs> she can't speak. She can't sing. So she does both. <laughs> Do you have anything else to say? Nope. Uh, next up was Paper Cut. And I said it sounded like a ripoff of No Air. <laughs> like something... Um, <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. I can hear that. Paper cut. I put a heart next to it in my notes. Ooh. Um, and I wrote, did, did the album get better after Sneaker Night? No, honestly, I will say, even though I said it sounds like a ripoff of nowhere, I think it it's actually a not a bad song, we'll say. Yeah. Um I pulled out one lyric that I wrote down and not in like a oh, I'm gonna make fun of how bad this is way. So it seems so harmless, but only at first, like a pup, a pup, <laughs> like a paper cut, the pain grows worse. And I was like, oh, that's like a catchy little snippet for a pop song. Nice. Next up, we got Party on the Moon. Okay, every time I think I found the worst song, <laughs> it gets worse. <laughs> like, it, um... It honestly sounds like a wannabe Tim- Timberland production off of Future Sex Love Sounds. <laughs> That's given this song a lot of credit, oh. I feel like. But I li- <laughs> it doesn't sound like it, but it wants to sound like that. Yeah, I feel that. My I wrote this like, is, when she starts, she's like, is anyone out there? She says, is anyone out there? But then talks about Martians <laughs> and dating. I was like, how did it go from is anyone out there to there like a swarm of them attacking you? She asked if anyone was out there and they came. <laughs> I guess so. But <laughs> I I need to start doing the keep, or just keep doing this when I, when I listen to songs where I, <laughs> I I write something about that. I keep adding my thoughts as I go because for this it says, <laughs> judging by the name, this is going to be terrible. <laughs> but then a few moments later, I wrote, maybe I was wrong. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> but okay. I, I was not wrong. It's just terrible. But it has my favorite rhymes mm. of, <laughs> of, I think, the whole album. It's so more than second second round ding. It's about to begin. <laughs> oh, what is that? A near rhyme, mm-hmm. a slant rhyme, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Love one of those. Um, it's so astrologic. Meteors dropping. Whoa, yeah, it's like a rocket, a rocket. And then later, oh, we're on a lunar mission. This isn't science fiction. Oh, okay. And tell me, all right. You said the Timberland Park. You know what I'm going to say? This should have been a Kesha song. Ooh. This was oh my God, a reference. Yeah. This was a reference track for Kesha. It should have gone to her. That's not true. I'm that's fictional. But I think it would have been better if Kesha did it. Like if Kesha put her spin on this, can you not hear it? Because Kesha does bad good. You yeah. know what I mean? Like she does trashy in like a camp way. Like she does pop sleeves in a camp way mm-hmm. and i love it this is not that at all <laughs> um <laughs> uh so yeah I, I wish this were a kesha song also i feel like Lil mama could have done i like feel like she should have been on this track than amaze amaze was a waste and i feel like Lil mama would have at least had like more to work with if she were featured on mm. this, tra- this track like you know with the whole space party on the moon vibes like they're like all those rhymes yeah there's so much there's more like shit to work with did it ever cross your mind i said forgettable (laughs) oh my god the only thing i wrote was okay fine (laughs) yeah i was like by the time these last few came around i was like i'm like i don't know how much more steam yeah gone with the wind forgettable what i wrote this i wrote this was my favorite track after sneaker night what what you like about it this feels like it could be authentic to her mm-hmm. you know the idea of like that girl you knew is gone with the wind she's not who she was like you got to think like a few years back like even though she had been in roles and stuff she wasn't famous mm-hmm. and she's famous at this point and it wasn't trying to be anything that it's not it's not it wasn't trying to be hip-hop thank god um <laughs> i liked the light piano in the back okay i like the beat um, <laughs> <laughs> um i wrote like actually good i think question mark um i like the melody um and i think it just shows off her voice i think she sounds the nicest on this track hmm i also think going back to <laughs> i'll bring it all the way back to the first song last night I feel like I'd like it if it weren't so chaotic. <laughs> That's a great way to describe these songs. And they I, are chaotic. Yeah, and I and I had to and I and it wasn't like I was skipping that and forgot to add it before. It's because I wrote that note right after I watched Gone with the Wind. Right after I finished the album, I was like, "Damn, I want to listen to it again, but I want it to be polished a little more." I think. One thing we forgot to talk about, though, was the album cover. How could we forget? We got to talk about the album cover art. I mean, I know why we could forget. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's, pretty un- it's pretty unmemorable, to damn. be honest. Um, it's giving, like, Kelly Clarkson Breakaway. Oh, yeah. Can you see that? 
it's also giving TikTok bold glamour filter. <laughs> oh, so yeah. It could just be the lighting, but she looks a little whitewashed to me. And I think maybe it's just so blown out, like mm. exposure wise, that I can't see her nose. Like it looks slim. At first glance, to me, that's Mila Kunis. That's Mila. But maybe I'm just thinking about this too deeply and I'm just butthurt as another mm. half Filipina. Yeah. Also, um, Shout out to this typeface that had a complete chokehold on us in the odd. <laughs> I don't know if it's avant-garde or that's an, it's, it's not an avant-garde fart. It's a fart <laughs> font. Um, <laughs> tell us what's really on your mind. <laughs> um, but it has like the slanted V. Um, I don't know. Maybe a designer will know what the hell I'm talking about. But people were really into this. And so overall, it's just, it looks like it was from 2008 is what I have to say. It does. Yes. All right. So final thoughts on Vanessa Hudgens identified. It's not great. And do I feel guilty about poking fun at her? Not really. Um, Cause <laughs> she is fake giggling <laughs> all the way to the bank. Let's be real. Mm -hmm. Unscathed. Of course not. You know, there were the nude leaks, Hollywood bullshit, mm -hmm. uh, being non-white in aughts pop culture. Um, also, wealth and fame made her completely unrelatable. Mm. Remember, uh, people are going to die, which is is terrible, but like inevitable, all that bullshit. I'm sorry. Mm. Um, but at the end of the day, like she came out not just on the other side. She came out on top. Um, I looked it up because of all her sponsored content, these Netflix movies. She's flipping mansions. She's been described as a Coachella mascot. Whoa. Her net worth, can you guess how much her net worth is? I bet it's like randomly $5 million. It's $18 million. What? Yeah. Vanessa, spread some of that love, <laughs> sugar mama. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. So what's your takeaway from all this? So... Vanessa, we love you. I even named a plant after you. She you died, though. No, she's doing well. Oh, okay. okay. She's just going through an evolution, you know. You're, uh, you know, you're truly an icon, giving us a hit, giving a hit for all the girlies who have no confidence in dancing like me. It speaks to me. Because after all, basically what we're going to do is dance. It will come easily when you hear the beat. Mm -hmm. And I will add that how the media treated you after your nudes were hacked was not fair. They were blaming you rather than the people who hacked your photos. And um, I know you had to put out a VS statement taking responsibility. But girl, you were, the, you were the victim, let's be honest. But I'm glad you were able to rise above all of that and still give us a classic hit like Sneaker Night. Snaps for Vanessa. Yes. Formerly known as Vanessa Ann Hudgens. Yes. 